welcome to the Project Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Gorey, mom of a sweet baby girl and an ever-evolving entrepreneur. On this show, we will explore the intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. We will share stories of moms just like you and me with the goal of fostering community and comfort in knowing that we are not alone in our experiences. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to ensure you get all the updated episodes and releases. Welcome to today's episode of the Project Mom Podcast. I am doing a solo episode today, and I wanted to talk about parental burnout because I'm seeing more and more light placed on this term And very similarly to self-care, I have a lot of frustrations and questions around how it's perceived. Many of the definitions that I see for burnout are around household and parenting tasks or just job burnout, right? These definitions are siloed and not all-encompassing enough really to capture what fully contributes to parental burnout. I find that it's not just the parenting tasks that play a part. It's in part due to expectations that unpaid labor should be done by one partner who stays at home, or it is done in the off hours outside of your day job, right? Outside of your nine to five, it becomes our five to nine. And my husband and I just had this conversation the other day that sometimes we just wish we could do our work during the eight hour workday and come home and deal with the home. Yet, Now, more than ever, we're finding that both of those worlds are seeping into each other. Childcare and personal responsibilities seep into the workday, and work seeps into the evenings and early mornings and sometimes weekends. It's the expectation that we should give everything to our job and everything to our kids, but do your best to keep them separate. Now, that is my understanding of what plays into this problem and the very real experience of burnout. We feel that we have to do it all just as it's expected of us, right? Just as our employers expect us to give 110% of our mental load while we're working. And when we're home, we're expected to clean, feed, and play with our children and ultimately take care of the home. For me, at least, the home is an extension of me. If it's cluttered, messy, there's dishes in the sink, my energy honestly feels the same. I'm working on releasing that expectation of myself and do my best to remind myself that doing dishes once at night is 100% acceptable, that vacuuming once a week is acceptable, that leaving toys on the floor until the morning is acceptable, that it's acceptable if I say it is. Right? Who else really has the authority to define what is acceptable in my home? Definitely not anyone who lives outside my home, that's for sure. Yet it's this expectation that we must have a clean house, that we must spend developmentally appropriate time with our children in every moment possible, and that we must work in a silo that is ultimately contributing to a level of burnout that's never been experienced before collectively. When we think of the traditional workplace, it was created with the expectation that there's one working parent out of the home in what is the traditional 40-hour work week. And then there is the 
traditionally woman, right, who is in the home, who is expected to take care of the children and the household duties. It's interesting. So I was born in the 90s and I'm a product of baby boomer parents. And as a woman, I was taught to be independent, build a career, find financial independence. And I did that. And when I chose to find a partner to start a life and a family with, I was still saddled with the unpaid labor role, right? The expectation that it is on me to coordinate childcare in order to have that career I desired. And I do want to just say, I do have hope, right? There's a lot of books out there. There's activists. There's women just like myself and like you who are listening who are working on creating a fairer division of unpaid labor, right? The more we talk about it, the further along in the journey we get. Yet it is still on us to start those conversations and to set boundaries and expectations in order to create the support system that we need to thrive. The pressure, the load that we carry as women, let alone as moms, is heavy. And we feel as though we must carry it as if it is ours and ours alone. We must not complain or talk about it because we look weak. Other women are carrying their loads as if they are feathers. So why does mine feel like a boulder, right? There's shame and fear and something is wrong with me. And I share this because I can't be the only one who feels this way. I was inspired by an Instagram story by my new friends over at the Lullabar. They're opening a new space for moms and caregivers to come to guilt-free to work and pamper themselves, attend a workshop, have a cup of coffee with a friend, all while their children play at their in-house childcare center. And their space is opening in the beginning of 2023. And they're in the middle of interviewing for positions right now within their space. And over the course of this week, which is when I'm recording this episode, but they've had a few no-shows for interviews. And I'm inspired by them. And what I love about these ladies is that they have awareness and compassion around what these candidates could be facing. Now, while they don't condone the behavior of no-show, they do recognize a level of burnout that these people must be experiencing by our community right now. There's lack of teachers, right, due to lack of respect and pay, right, for our teaching and childcare community. There's closures of childcare due to COVID cases. The need to be back in the office full time after being relegated to the home to work and homeschool our children. Those are just a few hurdles that are impacting the collective, never mind the individual hurdles and expectation that these women have in their own lives that we just may not be aware of. So the burnout is real. So I think it's important to define it, right? What is burnout? Now, according to the American Psychological Association, they have a dictionary of psychology, and they define burnout as physical, emotional, or mental exhaustion, accompanied by decreased motivation, lowered performance, and negative attitude towards oneself and others. And this term of burnout, right, has been referenced alongside jobs and parenting, right, job burnout, parenting burnout. But With identities as humans that don't exist in a silo, I am hesitant to assign the term to only one facet of our lives. When one facet of our lives becomes toxic or overwhelming or all-encompassing, 
other parts start to feel the effects and suffer. So in reality, as we experience job burnout or parental burnout, I would argue that we're experiencing burnout in entirety. And because we are individuals that experience life through our own lenses, it's important to identify how it manifests for each of us. The APA describes symptoms of burnout as overwhelming exhaustion, which could manifest physically or emotionally, distancing from responsibilities or loved ones, right? You just can't do it anymore, and loss of fulfillment in some or all areas of life. It becomes a vicious cycle as blame and shame and guilt around these experiences perpetuate stress even more, which can then impact your sleep and contribute to the exhaustion and sensitivity and irritability each day. Wow. Right? And it manifests in stages. So if we can identify how it shows up for us individually, we may be able to manage the stressors before the burnout infiltrates all areas of our life. Now, for me, it manifests as morning exhaustion and irritability to start. Right? If I wake up in the morning already annoyed after eight hours of sleep, that is clue number one. Now, at the time of recording this, my daughter is just over 20 months old, and she is sleeping through the night nine out of 10 nights, which for us is 8 p.m. to about 6 a.m. Personally, I am usually asleep by 9.30 up at 5.30. That's a solid eight hours of sleep, and there are just some mornings where I'm already exhausted or upset. Clue number one. Clue number two is when I'm itching to just get back into bed at 8.30 a few nights in a row. Sometimes it just feels easier to shut my brain down than to think or do something any longer. These are clues for me that I need to evaluate my situation. What do I have on my plate? So how do we then cope with this very real problem? How do we learn to, quote, rebalance our stress and our resources? Can we get creative and empower ourselves to find what actually works for us? In an article on the APA's website, some of the advice that they shared is as follows. Talk about it. Sharing our experiences can help alleviate some of the shame and the guilt around our experiences. So can we find someone to listen and share our experiences with? I hope that to some extent, this podcast and this episode provide some comfort to you who are listening. Can we reframe our stress? Can we look at our current situation as a challenge that can be overcome versus a situation in which we are powerless and a victim? Can we imagine it as a season of life and not forever? Are there any small changes that we can make? Can we offload a few chores to a partner or a child? Can we ask a colleague to lead our weekly meetings? Can we see if our mother-in-laws or our neighbor or a friend can just watch the children for an hour? This next one is a big one, <laughs> for me at least. Can we stop saying should? Can we take the pressure off? We should be doing this. We should be doing that. These are all based on expectations that we have for ourselves based on what others think. Can we just take that pressure off? There is no such thing as perfect. Can we find what works for us in these moments? Lastly, can we take micro breaks, right? Five minutes in the car after grocery shopping. Throw on a three-minute guided meditation. 
Can you give yourself 30 extra seconds in the bathroom for intentional breathing? Sometimes an hour feels impossible to get. So how can we take even just a few extra minutes to rebalance ourselves? I had shared a bit about my self-care routine in an episode I released a couple weeks ago around self-care for moms. It was released on August 22nd. And I find that self-care just sometimes isn't enough, right? That routine just isn't enough. And I notice that for me, physical nurturing tends to be the last thing put on my to-do list and the first thing to get cut when time doesn't allow. However, I do realize that there is something about endorphins that change the anatomy of my mental state. And I will say, you know, sometimes I, I push myself too far and work out because I feel I should be exercising. So taking away the should and recognizing the benefits to myself if I listen to my body, I'm going to make a commitment for the next 10 days. In addition to my morning journaling and solo time, I will take small steps towards physical nurturing and care. My plan is to show up on my Instagram page to share what I'm experiencing each day with the podcast or my home or childcare. I'm committed. I'm committed to sharing to remove some of the shame around my lack of coping. My plan is to drink 100 ounces of water daily. It is remarkable what hydration does for clarity and mental sharpness, as well as physical energy. And I'm going to take a multivitamin. You all heard it here. (laughs) I'm really terrible at that. I find as a mom that my daughter eats a more balanced diet than I do. I find that I'm grabbing the leftovers or a quick bar or a bagel from the cabinet. So while I can't quite commit just yet to revamping my personal meal plan, I am committing to supporting my body with a multivitamin and replenishing some levels that are lacking. I'm committing to myself and I would love it if you would join me. If you're looking for any accountability, let me be your partner. What three things, or hell, one thing, do you want to commit to for yourself? I encourage you to show up with me on Instagram or alongside me in solidarity. What shifts can we make for ourselves? Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please help us out and leave a review wherever you listen and consider sharing with your friends. If you're interested in learning a bit more about the project or want to share your story, please visit our website linked in our show notes below.